Live from the Averita Podcast Studio. It's the Handsome Hour. Nick Hinton, thanks for coming on the Handsome Hour, dude. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. You seem right up our alley. Is this what you guys talk about? Conspiracies and... Not normally. (laughs) We don't normally have guys who who know what they're talking about if we ever try to break into conspiracy theories. Right. Yeah. And if we talk about conspiracy theories, it's more on the level of maybe like a Jeffrey Epstein, a little bit more on the surface level type type thing. Not necessarily as metaphysical as the stuff that you right. tap into. I almost prefer not to talk about Epstein and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it just gets too political and people get too angry about it. And it's, so, that's not what I want to do. You already make... know what you believe right. before you have that conversation. Right, with right. Us, right. All right, Nick Hinton. How would you describe yourself, buddy? Um, I don't know. I had that question on the last yeah. podcast I was on, too. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I just want to be someone, I guess, a truth seeker. Mm, okay. Truth seeker. Okay. Let me give a little background for you. Nick Hinton, at, his Twitter is um, at N-I-C-K, Hinton, H-I-N-T-O-N-N. Yes. You couldn't get the clean Nick Hinton, though. No, there's a, there's a British singer with the same name. Oh, Damn, dude. How many followers? Uh, mine or him? Him. I don't know. I probably have more than him now, but for a while. Fucking buy it from him, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I kind of like the two ones. When I wrote this... A day ago, you were at 35,000 followers. You're now around 45,000 followers. So you gained 10,000 followers in a day. Yeah. Damn. I know. There's actually people that are saying that I might be like Illuminati or whatever. They're like, oh, they're like 6,000 followers in a day. That sounds real organic. I'm like, no, man. It's, yeah, it's all organic. (laughs) Well, what, what would you say is like the claim to fame? What do you think like caught on so quickly? What do you think is. Well, the original thing was the Saturn time cube. So, and, oh, sorry. No, I, but the, the claim to fame, like, so I don't think you need to sell your soul or be a sellout or whatever, any of that, or be in the Illuminati to be successful or whatever. I truly believe it's just a mindset. And so I've been at this for 10 years, and I tried a shit ton of different avenues to become, you know, financially free or whatever, you know, just someone that can travel and, and like, make a living not with a 9-to-5. So that's always been my goal and I've always been into conspiracies. I've always wanted to preach the truth. But for a while, I mm-hmm. was, like, trying to do that through different ways. Like, I was trying to make memes. I was trying to be relatable. Mm-hmm. And none of that was working out. So I feel like once I really started truly being myself and just showing that part of me, that's what caught on. Yeah, it almost seems like you're not really trying to filter it out, uh, bring it to the lowest common de- denominator, right. just telling me what you know in a lot of these threads that I was reading. I was wondering if you could kind of go into what the Saturn time cube theory is almost like what the thesis statement that you're trying to make with it and then work your way back from there. Mm-hmm. So to me, the Saturn time cube simulation is it's basically that there's so many weird coincidences and synchronicities in movies and in religions and cultures and stuff like that, that point to us living in this world that, has some crazy influence that is from Saturn. Hmm. Okay. And Whoa. <laughs> we um so uh and when I was reading it, I understand it's like there are things throughout our culture now, but things that have come back from the the past, such as like Saturn devouring his own son. Right. Um 
or even new things uh, such as the OA, the show yep. about um, I think Dimension Hoppers. Does yeah, the dim- Dimension Hoppers do they does that have a connection to the Saturn? Yeah, um, I mean in the Saturn cube? in the Saturn time cube, the, the time cube is a tesseract, which is a multi dimensional shape. You know, so within so there's a really cool book called um, A Crooked House, I think it's called, and so this guy builds a house, um, and you'd have to search up like the picture of how like the the net of a tesseract you know what i mean like how mm-hmm. a square the net is a the, is a cross it's a cube and then within the cube is another like well then cube, okay like... so the net of a tesseract is like the 2d version of a cross okay creates when you fold it upwards it creates a 3d cube right yeah so if you have a bunch of like cubes stacked on top of each other like a cross then when that folds into that extra dimension that creates a tesseract so in a crooked house okay this guy builds a house that's shaped like that and then an earthquake causes it to all f- collapse into each other and so this guy in the house can't get out because there's all these different rooms that are in different dimensions different times and stuff like that matthew mcconaughey interstellar right yeah, yeah it's like mm-hmm. that it's like that it's exactly mm-hmm. like that so mm-hmm. i that's what we're in nice dude. <laughs> that, <laughs> thank you nice. so yeah. that's kind of how the simulation works we're already in that crooked house we're in that bookshelf thing from interstellar now bef- favorite movie yes go ahead me too well i i'm very excited about this i'm very excited about how you've dug into it but I was wondering if you were familiar at all with Gene Ray and the time cube theory. Is oh, that, that's something completely separate from you. That's completely separate. Yeah, people. But, t- people but has, what is have that? Have gotten though? called out? So I, I don't know if you know much about it. But if, interesting. If you don't, I can kind of explain it. Yeah, you would have to explain it more to me. I've never even like. T- so my understanding of it then is. Gene Ray was this old man. He's, he's a like little a, bit he's like a senile. schizophrenic. Yeah, People like think he's he was diagnosed schizophrenic, but um, he was this guy like in the early era of the inter- internet. Um, ran his own website called Time Cube Theory. His idea was that there were like everything was a cube, everything was had four corners, and it was a little bit, you know, a little bit out there. But he would proclaim himself as the wisest man. Um, proclaim himself to know so much more than everyone else and that is why no one else understood the time cube theory right. and that is why no one else spoke about the time cube theory because no one could really wrap their head around it quite like he could but just because of the similar names I was wondering if there was any influence or any no. inspiration or no but I've definitely I've uh, got people have brought that up to me and I've tried to look at it and it just sounds like complete gibberish but you know yeah. I I do believe schizophrenics um I think that their brain might be tapped into something else you Whoa. know so I mean, that's in the DMT I mean, if, thread. If so, the brain is capable of... Right, uh, so he might have had something to say that we dream. really couldn't understand. I don't know, but... Um, there, there was also a level of arrogance to the way that he displayed right. the ideas that made it a little bit hard to digest and um, almost like an incapacity to communicate that idea, which made it so difficult. Um, but I do think that maybe uh, in the end, he he didn't really like have something there. I'm going to... I I it, it, I don't like to dismiss any ideas, but at the end of yeah, the day, that's... I'm sorry, Gene Ray, yeah. R.I.P. Um, Rip. But I do think that there there was a little bit too much. Um, he he showed too little care to communicate that idea or articulate it to other people for me to take it seriously. I think he calls people like marshmallow people too. There's some right. <laughs> there's like you know, crazy. He, I, li- I like this guy. Away, I like you can look guy. him up on Twitter uh, at Wisest Man. I think like. At wisest old man or something like that. There's another really and, interesting um, guy like that who um, he claimed that he made a computer program that could talk to God directly, and yes. he was a schizophrenic. Yes, there's a uh, a great uh, YouTuber 
who named um, Into the Rabbit Hole, I believe, who makes these great documentaries about these sort I've of characters. I've seen those. Yeah. All the thumbnails are like cut in half and it says down the rabbit hole. Yeah, down yeah. the rabbit hole, down yeah, the yeah, rabbit hole. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but have you considered changing the name just slightly just to disassociate yourself from like the Time Cube Gene Ray stuff? No. No? The Saturn Time Cube. You're very confident yeah, yeah. in the Saturn Time Cube? Yeah. Okay. If you say... <laughs> yeah. Um, Cortman, do you have any questions for... Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. A lot of this stuff I don't know a lot about, I'll be honest. So it's all... I Conspiracies, when I think of conspiracies, I think of like... The government and shit. Yeah, the governmental type stuff and like even shooting conspiracies are kind of crazy to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like nine eleven conspiracies. Stuff well, yeah, like look that. at look at the the World Trade Center now. It's two black cubes. It is. Which, yeah, and then uh, in the UN meditation room, there's a giant black cube that they call the altar to the god of everything. Really? Yeah. Wow, I was just there not too long ago. So that yeah, there's you know the the holes right. So. Mm-hmm. I live in Manhattan. There's that big cube in the middle of Manhattan. That yeah, that one too. That yeah, you can like push around. Um, I have something to say. Okay. Um, I'm really, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really interested in the DMT mm-hmm. in like what's in your like. So in what your... is the DMT conspiracy? Just to be clear. sure, sure. How about that? I just think that there's a DMT allows us maybe to access another dimension, or at least break down like the barriers that we perceive as like solid reality i guess and so we have an access to more of what we're in you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there's almost there's uh the jungian idea of like the waking self being a, the living self and then the dream self underneath that right and so maybe death and the dream self might not be too separate or different from one another and that might be what hmm. DMT taps into. I was telling Corbin before the show that, um, from my understanding of DMT, it's that it's it's almost simulating the the chemical reaction of death inside mm-hmm. of your brain. So you're almost having a near death experience. You're having a near death experience, and your and your brain is releasing the same chemicals as though. And so when you when that happens, it it's like you're bringing the waking self, the dream self, and the death self all together at once. Yeah, that could make sense. Sounds yeah. pretty lit, dude. <laughs> That's lit, fam. <laughs> sounds I, pretty lit. I would love to supply with some DMT one day, and then we can sounds, see how lit it sounds is. Sounds hella fun. <laughs> <laughs> DMT sounds, scares the crap out of me, man. Have yeah, you ever man, done it? scared the shit out of me. I've done it twice. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, how was that talk you? about your psychedelic experience, too. Yeah. So what... What uh, psychedelics have have you done besides DMT? Um, I prefer not to even talk about it, but I'll just say that I did DMT twice. And the first time I did okay. break through, and it was literally like everyone describes, like there's a kaleidoscope that opens up right in front of your face, and then you're just in a new reality. And it, to me, it literally looked like Super Mario World. And that really? sounds like that sounds like you're just tripping out, but it was literally there was like purple mountains and purple bricks all over the ground, and um. Like a purple sky. Oh wow! How, how was your experience like after that? Because I have nothing I've... changed for me. I was like okay. really young, and I was just like I didn't even know what I was getting myself into. My friend, I was friends with a bunch of older people when I was in high school, and like this dude had his own condo, and he was just making it, and he's like, "You want to try this?" And I was like, "Sure." Interesting. And I didn't really know what I was doing. So. Okay. See, my friends have done like mushrooms and I think uh, like acid, mm-hmm. 
and I will never, ever, ever, ever come near that stuff because I'm a little retarded myself. <laughs> like I feel that that like when I do that, it's gonna it's gonna screw with my brain so much that like I could I could end up like schizophrenic. Yeah, and no. I could end up th- th- like real real screwed up. Right, right. Some people. That's most people's fear. I would think. I would never. Yeah, I'm definitely. so scared of that. Yeah. I'm so scared That's of that. Definitely most people's fear. People, yeah. um, you know, with ayahuasca. You know, when they do those, like, retreats and they uh, go with a shaman or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some people come back with, like, a super lightning, amazing experience, and then some people come back really fucked up. Damn. Like, there was one kid who went on, like, an eight-day retreat, came back, and then fucking jumped off a bridge. Whoa. There's, like, a strength of will that your brain needs to have to... Right, to... Ex- pro- properly process Yeah, to experience events. fucking something that's so foreign and alien, like, you yeah. Some people aren't mentally uh, strong enough to experience, uh, you know, a whole different universe, literally. I was trying to explain, like, a psychedelic experience I had with Corbin and Sal before you came in. And it was it was so difficult to, like, articulate mm-hmm. it without it sounding like I did have an episode, you know? like Yeah. And, but it's almost like once you've come to terms with, yes, this isn't normal, this this. It, is like a wild thing that the world that we live in is wild. It's a little bit yeah. it's spontaneous. There is spontaneity in our world. And when you come to terms with that, you realize that maybe you're the first person witnessing something ever. Right. Right? Um, I have a theory. Okay. Let's hear the what? theory. No. Don't pour that in there. There's weed. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, but it's all right. Okay. Just drink it straight from that. Uh, don't worry. No, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. I was just doing it so when they put the cigarettes oh, in there. Oh, down. yeah. Put it okay. <laughs> cool. That's pretty cool. He said he was gonna drink that. I thought he was gonna drink that. Oh. I'm like, dude, you were ashing in that. Don't drink <laughs> that. We'll put that in the bloopers. <laughs> Shit, man. We'll I was like, oh my god. Like, later, huh? He's tripping right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I have you a theory. <laughs> so scientists and your kind of Twitter thread about the DMT says that. We have the DMT chemicals and like I'm not a scientist, mm-hmm. so like Neither if I'm saying things wrong, correct me. But our brain produces the chemicals that are in DMT when we sleep and when we die. Here's my theory, and I have I have never seen this uh, theory ever, so I could be the wow. first one. Okay. I could be breaking Very through excited. right here. here um, what if the reason? we have the DMT inside of us is because DMT and psychedelics helped us evolve from a starfish. You're or... talking about stoned ape theory. Joe yep. Rogan, Joe a little Rogan, bit. Joe a little Rogan bit. Talks about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little bit, but a little more. A little more, though. Okay? So uh, the stoned ape theory, for people who aren't familiar, is kind of the story. It's a theory of how humans became humans. The monkeys ran out of food from the trees so they had to come down from the trees to look for food and during that time there's a certain uh, time period that i don't know the name of but during that time there was these huge cows and huge animals that were shitting everywhere mushrooms started growing on it so these monkeys were looking for food and they're going through shit they see mushrooms and they eat the mushrooms and they trip and then uh, the theory says that's how they I learned to make fire. That's how they learned to like start making communities. That's just um, and then that slowly evolves into 
over millions and millions of years slowly evolves into yeah, and it could, us humans. It could even be where religious experiences right. started coming from. Right. True. Right. Uh, that kind of makes sense. But my theory is the reason we have DMT in us is because biologically it's like an anchor inside of us over the millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years from when we evolved from the mushrooms in the ground. Yeah, no, I like that idea. Thank and you. actually, I was just thinking Thank of you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I was just thinking, um, what if DMT had something to do with the creation of the universe? Mm-hmm. And so it's just been around for all of time. Yeah, I, right. I don't, I don't know. I would have to like flesh that out more by myself and write it down. But I just had that thought, like maybe, you know, because if it happens when you dream, what if, you know, all the poets say that we live in a dream within a dream. What if when God dreamt reality into existence, there is that DMT explosion? Yeah, and so it's present in everything. In Interesting. A way. Um, how familiar with like Joseph Campbell, the, yeah, I watched his thing and I bought the book, the power or whatever. Hero with a thousand faces. Not that one. The power of myth. Power of myth. Power of myth. Um, I think he, he, he takes from that like same Jungian school that we've kind of been, I've been kind of going back to. And I think they have a lot of the ideas that these ideas perpetuate themselves in different ways with each generation. Um, they all seem they almost always seem like different ideas, new things that we're experiencing, but they're just like a rehash of an older version. Right, right. It's all the same story, just different language. Different language, different situations or scenarios that it's under. Um almost seems to me like maybe the the DMT idea that Sal had along with your D- DMT theory, along with the Black Saturn Theory is something where the same idea perpetuates itself throughout society because it's something that is um, archetypical. Yeah, yeah. Or is, is that the correct term? Archetypical? Archetypal? Archetypal? Yeah. Archaeology? Yes. <laughs> it's underground, for sure. Yeah. Corbin knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> um, like this very like archetypal um, imagery that perpetuates itself throughout us, throughout history, and, and that's why you get sat... Um, Saturn devouring his son, along with Interstellar, mm. along with Avengers, mm-hmm. and like why we're we're so attracted to this idea. Whenever we do have like these huge cosmic films, as we we do now with with like um, the Avengers films, the uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and then on top of that, like whenever in the past we've dipped our toes in the cosmic ideas, it's almost always kind of come from the same place, right? Right. Um, very interesting. I don't, I, I'm sweating I don't, my dick off. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. It's 93 degrees in here. I'm sorry. Is it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh my God, no, it's I'm cool. sorry. Don't be mad it's, at me. I know. I'm not mad at you. It's not, <laughs> you can't control it. But, uh, no, I totally agree. Um, and like the movies these days are pretty much the, our equivalent of like the Greek myths. You know, they're all, yeah. they're all like gods basically. I've been thinking about that a lot too. I mean, and they even have Thor, so that's not right. Really <laughs> like it's not even like yeah. that hard to make that comparison anymore. Yeah. Right? Just like seeing these these like idolized almost characters um, that are these super powered beings who protect us. Right. That's just another religion in a way, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very interesting ideas. Yeah, we watch our myths on a giant screen now, rather than right. rather than the walls, you know. Right, right. Or I mean like even like what what inspired them to make superheroes in the first place? What inspired them to write the original Superman comic book? Right, right. here in Cleveland, by the way. Um, Whoa. It was 
a Greek god. They were like, what if Hercules was even stronger? What if he could fly? And it wasn't all that something that came immediately, but something that grew out of just like so much retelling of this character's story and like digging into who this character might be. And eventually they recreated a Greek god, you know? Right, yeah. And then that, I mean, you know, out of that came like everything that we have now superhero-wise, right? Hmm. Pretty cool. What is your favorite conspiracy theory? Oh, Probably the Saturn Time Cube, honestly. Is Seriously, it? yeah. Is it? It's just so crazy. It's literally so crazy to me. And I sometimes have trouble even believing it. Because, like, surface, like, on surface level, you're like, we live in a Saturn Time Cube. It just mm-hmm. sounds fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you, once again, once you go through all of the coincidences, it's just like, shit, bro. Like, I don't know anymore. You know what I mean? Um, You have the 33 on your head. Yeah. Could you describe what the th- importance of 33 is to the... Saturn time cube? Um, okay, well, it doesn't directly relate to that, but I mean, I kind of, I've kind of related it to it. I think 33 just represents enlightenment. Okay. So it, you have 33 vertebrae in your spine, and so supposedly, like, when these monks do kundalini uh, exercises or whatever, and they activate their kundalini energy, it's like the serpent traveling up the spine, and then it hits the third eye, activating it. So it's going up to 33 steps to enlightenment, and that's what 33 means to me. And, like, I didn't know all of this, until I just started seeing it constantly, constantly. And, like, the weirdest things would happen. Like, even when I bought this hat, it was $33. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, my friend... You pre- paid too much for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this hat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it just kept showing up in, like, the weirdest, yeah. weirdest times. So I kept digging. And I was like, I want to know what this fucking means. Right. And then sometimes I couldn't always find the answers, but now they're starting to come. And it's really weird because, like, back few years ago i would just be like damn i feel like i've reached the bottom of the rabbit hole i can't find any more research on the stuff i want to know about and then it just it's it's weird seek and you shall find like it starts coming to you especially mm-hmm. when you start to let go and you just don't care anymore you stop trying so hard things will just flow like kind of come to you yeah how old was jesus when he was crucified 33 whoa whoa just hello <laughs> hello just saying yeah interesting that was great larry bird 33. Number 33. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. I some shit. What the is... truth. <laughs> what is one popular oh. conspiracy theory that you're kind of like, eh, bullshit? Hmm. Maybe there's not. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's you not. You just believe them all, which is good. I don't necessarily believe them all. I just entertain all the ideas. Maybe Flat Earth. I mean, I got into Flat Earth for a little bit, and I can see their perspective. But I just really don't know. I really don't know whether it's flat around or not. I can't tell you because I've never been to space. The thing with the flat earthers, which like... And then my whole Saturn time cube goes down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flat. It completely right. destroys yeah, the yeah, theory. Yeah. One thing flat. I love about flat earthers is that like no matter what you say, like you can show them a picture from NASA. But, like, eh. Uh, not the real picture. Like uh, no matter what you show them, they will just... Uh, well, I mean, fucking deny it. Yeah, say they, it's fake. They say it's CGI, which I mean, yeah. they have admitted on NASA's website that like a lot of these pictures are edited and have CGI in it. They say that they literally have Photoshoppers that work around the clock to make these pretty. You need to Photoshop of... it for it to even be like, to have those to colors. Work. Even yeah, yeah. To, to work. I heard one of the reasons like why it's it's Photoshop from what like I've done other research is because they're lit. The, the fucking cameras in space, right? Like, right. They take a million pictures. Um, they have to be right. all pasted together and stuff. Yeah. Right. So 
Of course you have to edit that, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Right. Right. Okay, so... Interesting. Oh, um... You, you I might said, be a flat earther. You said that <laughs> you said that Saturn time cube is your favorite theory, but do you have any close seconds? I'm I didn't want you to get away with that one. I guess. Well, this is an interesting thought that I've had uh, recently that is just really fucking crazy. But it's it's interesting. So, have you ever seen that picture of like the old lady that can also look like the hot young lady? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the picture that's like a duck, but it can also be a rabbit. Yeah, the what optical if, illusions. Yeah, what yeah. if reality is that way? And what if it is flat and round at the same time from the perspectives of different dimensions? And, like, uh, even in 1984, George Orwell, when Winston, I think Winston's the main character, he's talking to, like, the, the leader of the party or whatever. He's like, it doesn't matter. It can be flat or round depending on what we want it to be. Mm. When he's, like, telling Winston, basically, like, yeah. we control this reality. There's, um, I remember in one of the, jo- the Joseph Campbell documentary, he states the the uh story of the trick god or the loki the mischief god not loki Um, ledger the joker (laughs) why are you so serious the crazy fool um (laughs) harley quinn i love her like almost this like jester like god nonetheless he's walking down the middle of this road and the farmer on one side sees him wearing a green hat and the farmer on the other side sees him wearing a red hat that's but dope. Has, that's why. But it's, he has a hat. Yeah. That's parted down the middle. Yeah. But the farmer on the right side says, "Oh, I saw that guy. He was wearing a green hat." The guy on the other said, "No, he was wearing a red hat." They're not. Neither one of them are wrong. Right. That's and neither awesome. one of them I've are right that. either. Yeah. That's really cool. And then uh, the story like ends up with them going to trial and then being like, "Okay, who's who's right? Who's wrong?" And the trick god makes himself known, almost like this Q type character from Star Trek: The Next Generation or something, and he's like. You guys, it was parted down the middle. Both of you are wrong. Both Pretty of you are right. Mischievous of him. Wow, and that was very mischievous of him. Mm. But, um, and I think that's a very representative uh, story of that. This idea of like almost like there's so much duality in everything that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to get into politics, exactly, it's a duality right now. It's almost violently so, um, and duality can be good in the yin and yang balance, but it also set, keeps us from unity. Right. So it, it's it's both the enemy and, like, the ally. Right. So that, you know, leads into who's right, who's wrong at any moment in time. Maybe you're both right and maybe you're Think, both wrong. Yeah, I mean, I'm really deep into, like, monks and what they believe in shit like that. So I... Yeah, their duality is kind of like false. You know, things just are. Mm-hmm. So, and you can't really describe things with words. I think words are super limited, and that's what leads to arguments, and that's what leads to, you know, all the problems in your brain is just you thinking and dividing things up into dualities. Like, well, I enjoyed this. I didn't enjoy this that much. It's like, well, yeah. it just is. You know, yeah. if you just if you looked at everything that way, you know, you wouldn't ever be really stressed out. Um, and even even with that, so unfortunately, we live in a society you know like we have we live we in a society have, unfortunately <laughs> all just comes down to we live in a society and i hate to say it but it's like you you gotta like it's you there's some ideas you can't articulate in words and you need the wisdom of, of you need everyone to seek out that wisdom to individualize themselves to understand what cannot be articulated and not everyone does that right not everyone can seek that out or understand that. I had a teacher 
that I was talking to about, um, I was just telling her, I was like, I think it's so important to become articulate and well-spoken and like be able to, um, like perfectly communicate your ideas or whatever. And she was just telling me, she's like, um, that once you learn to speak well enough, like the universe will hear you louder or something like that. Yeah. I think that was, it was a really cool. It's, um, Theodore Roosevelt speaks softly, but walk with a big stick. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, the, the quote, but it's something along those lines. If you have something that you care about, something that you're really trying to say, you don't need to be the loudest person in the room exactly. to get your point across. Yeah. Exactly. Let's talk about your Twitter for a second. Okay. Okay. You you were brought to the team as a person who would be a, a good fit for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you blow up? Like, was your recent gain of followers, like, new? Or, like, yeah. did you get 45,000 uh, like that? It's pretty much like that. It's literally been the craziest two weeks like ever. Damn. <laughs> it feels like you know, it feels like a snowball effect. Like there's some tidal wave that I'm kind of riding right now. When did you make that that Saturn Black Cube thread? Um, I made it like I think almost a year ago now, and I posted it on Reddit, and it got a shit ton of attention on Reddit. And then I randomly, while I was at work one day, we had like a two hour drive home, and I was like, I had the random urge, like you should post it on Twitter, mm. and I did that, and then. I sent it to some accounts that I like thought would be interested in it, and they loved it, and they retweeted it, and I think that's what really blew it up. Mm. What were those accounts? Um, just like people involved with GG33, which is like these numerology people, and they're all deep into that kind of stuff. And so yeah, they had the right audience. You know, I don't, right. I, I, I didn't really have the audience that even cared about that type of stuff, but they spread it out to those, and I found the right people. Mm. That knowledge is expanding outwards very quickly too. Yeah, with it's awesome. Podcasters and mm-hmm. with, I mean, I think this information is there's like, a renaissance, man. Yeah, yeah. I think this information is it. It's more easily communicated when you can have these long form conversations mm-hmm. like this, and um, really take the time to dig into the theories and also question them. You know, and have yeah. be open minded to saying maybe it's wrong and maybe it's right, but. What, isn't this such an interesting idea just to even have? Right. I always I always say there's nothing wrong with exercising the imagination. Yeah. That yeah. Even if you're wrong, there's nothing wrong with Absolutely. expanding your brain. And maybe it may not be real, but so many things that weren't real, somebody thought up of them, and then they became real. Right. So what the hell like, is real, man? Yeah, I exactly. really don't know anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. There's so much shit out We're told everything's fake. Fake news, fake food, you know. <laughs> Uh, everyone on Instagram, fake, you know, like, they're editing their pictures. Like, we live in a time where – I think that's why people are starting to question. They're like, dude, everything seems so fake. Reality is um, almost uh, the eye of the perceiver, you could say, Yeah, definitely. Right? That's like that Joker thing again. Yeah, yeah. Um, it If you want to believe something good will happen, it, it's almost like the secret. I'm almost getting to yeah. this, like, point with the secret yeah. where it's like, yeah, if you think something good's going to happen to you and you, you try and – Hope for that thing every day, that good thing will happen. Right. I wrote about that too in uh, Hacking the Matrix thread. Oh, okay. I, that was the only one I didn't read. So. Yeah, so that's all about basically the secret, but like the sci- science behind it. Yeah, right, right. I mean there is some stuff that is scientific about that and how it works. Like you can literally reprogram your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between reality and um, and fiction, I guess. It doesn't know mm-hmm. the difference. 
And so, like, you know, you tell yourself every day, like, I'm going to be broke for the rest of my life. I'm going to be broke for the rest of my life. That's literally it soaked up like a – yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People with a black cloud over their head, that's real, man. Like, they, yeah. they make that happen to themselves because they believe it. Now, it's – I, I want to plead a little bit of just, like, devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. There are some people who would say, well, if you're in this situation where thing, bad things are happening to you, it's very easy to go, well, man, you're just – in your head and maybe you just need to look up mm-hmm. but it's really hard when the world keeps getting you down right right when you don't have enough money and you have kids and a family to take care of um what does someone do in that situation i'll tell you the i'll tell you that thinking negative about it's not going to help yeah yeah <laughs> so approaching even hardship with a positive attitude yeah. or that's the point of, of life. Will, yeah, that, to you know? me, that's the point of life. Is and just that, overcoming that's challenges. what separates the person who kills themselves after taking DMT versus somebody, or uh, from, after taking ayahuasca versus somebody who who takes that information and knows what to do with it. Yeah, it's a some very daunting come, thing to do. Some people come out of that and go, okay, well, this is it for me. I, I can't change anything. I don't. I feel powerless. I feel out. Of, I feel at a loss of control uh, over my life and over this world. And that can be very disheartening. Right. Right. There's always a solution, though. Like, even if you, even if you're homeless, like, just don't stop moving. Don't settle under a bridge. Fucking become a monk. (laughs) You know? You can find inner peace under a bridge, even, if you wanted to. It's all right where you are right now. Yeah. And there's the almost archetypal image throughout different stories in the past. Archaeological. Archaeological image (laughs) of, of the... Of the homeless man who's found himself. Um, well, was it Aristotle? Was it? I, I think Socrates was. Socrates. Homeless. Socrates yeah. was the homeless. Yeah, I think he was homeless. Yeah, who just did his own thing. Yeah, he just believed in himself enough, and he Gandhi. said, "I don't want to be a part of this." Look at Gandhi. Yeah, an eye for an he, eye. <laughs> he, ch- he changed the world from a jail cell. Yeah, yeah, very true. Um, People are uh, saying that Bill Cosby is going to change the world from a jail cell. <laughs> he, he already changed the world. And that's what now he's in a jail cell. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Yeah. How about some uh, alien theories? Mm, I like that's, that. That's kind of the popular topic right now. I Area like that. One and yeah, you know that extraterrestrial life. Do you think there's mm-hmm. aliens on Earth right now? Uh, I kind of do. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. They're either in bases or underground or in another dimension, just creeping around. <laughs> they could even be among us, and we yeah. just don't know. Yeah, like shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie They Live? Yes. No. Where the dude wears the sunglasses, and then he's and able he to see, see yeah. every, all the aliens surrounding him. Everyone was an alien all along except for Yeah, him. and it's like The Matrix, too. Agent Smith. You know, there's right. like regular people who are really just parts of The Matrix, I guess. You know, they're... They're not real humans. They exist as obstacles for yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, I don't to like, reinforce the Matrix. I don't like those sort of um, – like I love the movie they live and I love the Matrix. But I don't like that idea of – and this is me bringing my own bias on it. Yeah. But I, I, I like to think that it's – everyone's in it together. Yeah, definitely. I don't like the idea of – Seeing everyone as an other. Yeah, I don't look around you know looking. I, mean? I don't walk around looking for aliens. I, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I treat people yeah, like I, as if they're me. I, I don't. I don't like to think of other people or the people that surround me as simulations or not yeah, real that, people. Yeah. I think that can actually cause a lot of harm in the big picture of things. To but, me, the only uh, 
the the benefit of believing in the simulation theory is to realize that it's all an illusion and that you have more power than you think. You project your own reality like we were talking about with the secret and all I that. I think you and I are in complete agreement on that idea. Does that um, have to do with like mani- manifesting things? Yeah, and... manifesting, yeah, okay. with the yeah. power of the mind. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Hmm. So you're telling me if I think hard enough, it can come true? Yeah, just focus intention. I believe that. Focused intention. Well, you think you, it's almost like you think hard enough and then you also take really? the action. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, you have to, yeah, to, you have to take action. action. But you have to believe that you're doing everything that to, you're supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. It's I I look at it so even in psychology we have cognitive bias, you know. So if you um if you constantly think positive things, you're constantly looking and noticing positive things. If you're constantly thinking of wealth, you're constantly noticing wealth opportunities. If you're constantly thinking of negative things, you know, you're going to find more things to complain about. So it's like auto-aim on, like, a video game. Like, your brain's automatically going to seek out those things, like, just by... And then reality matches up with yeah, it. Yeah, Correct. yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. So. Manifesting, huh? That's like, that's I don't like, know about huh? that. That's like, that's like when you wake up every morning and you write something on the wall and you read, like, your goals or whatever. Yeah, and, and I've you... been doing that. That's... I literally have have this mapped out like i said i want to go viral on social media and that's the first step and it's couldn't couldn't you just like say focus like why does it have to be focus and hard work that's that's something that you could read every day and you'll take that every day you still have to keep your mind on track though that's the most important thing right yeah but like think about your goal when someone says like just think about it and work and it'll come true like to me that kind of seems that like there's like a third power taking over that is like making it happen for you. But like when you say just like someone tells me focus and work hard. Okay. That's me doing it. But like when you and you and you and like other people just think about it and it will happen to me. That seems like some fairy ghost in the skies. Like, okay, he's thinking about it. Let me put some, some pieces, parts into place to make this happen. So you trust yourself. You trust that what you're doing is right. I think this is what they're trying to say. Trust what you're doing is right, and you do what you have to do to achieve that thing. And that fairy ghost in the sky will see you going after him and be like, you know, he's putting in the work. That okay. fairy ghost let's is... Let's give let, it to him. Let me, just, let me just give him a few little, you know, let, let's give him a little something here. Every so often, because they know here and there, you'll right. notice opportunities. You'll notice yeah. these things Arise. as Blessings, you answered prayers. Yeah. Have yeah. you not noticed that? Like with with even this, yeah, yeah. This because you, you've envisioned this show to go somewhere, and it's it's even if it might be moving slowly, you're still It'll moving. It'll Six happen. bucks a month. Persi- <laughs> persistence. We need you're Patreon subscribers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though, like. That's just like believing – if you don't ever believe it, then you'll never do it. Exactly. But it's all about having kind of almost like – once you can visualize that goal and go, okay, that's the thing that's that attainable. I'm going after. Yeah. You can get that whether or not it's uh, ethically or morally right. I think that um, okay. that God – the power of God is within people. That's what Jesus said is that we are the temple and that God lives within you. So it's still The coming. power of God is the DMT chemical. <laughs> I'm not going – I'm not saying that, but <laughs> – I mean, it could be, but I, I'm just uh, saying... That kind of makes sense. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. I believe that there... Consciousness. I think consciousness came first. I don't think there was a big bang and then that arranged consciousness. I think that there was consciousness. Because think about this. This is the easiest way I can explain it, is you can visualize in your head right now an entire universe or a galaxy or a star 
or a dinosaur shitting out a rainbow? Like, why is our imagination that infinite that we can imagine those things? But can some particles and some dust envision you? Hmm. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> um, consciousness. Let's kind of focus, or as you guys like to say, like manifest uh, this uh, conversation just for a few minutes. I was having a conversation with a friend last night, and we were kind of going back and forth about consciousness. Is consciousness just a human thing, or is consciousness an all-living thing? I think it's a, I think it's everything, yeah. Yeah, it's pan, like that's a philosophy known as panpsychism that everything's just a field of consciousness and awareness. Hmm. What, does that, that. what does that mean, though? Consciousness is just well, whatever you said. Um. Yeah, like words are limited. I don't know. So, awareness is just. It's this. It's being the observer. You know, I think. Um, a better way to explain that maybe is that you are just pure awareness, but when you start to identify with your thoughts and your mm-hmm. and your feelings and everything, that's when you say, oh, I'm a human. Mm-hmm. But awareness is this thing that is experiencing those emotions, those thoughts, those the actions you take, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're not really – we're just we're, – we're awareness sitting inside of a vessel, and I can't really explain what awareness is other than just the thing that is there observing the experience, and I believe everything's a part of the awareness. And the first step to like being human or you know almost like achieving something is your own self-awareness yeah. your own ability to understand that we are a body that has like cells and like blood veins and uh, all those veins are connected to a nervous system it's like a mini ecosystem yeah and there understanding are a bunch of living things creating you knowing that even though those things are operating without your help your active like I'm not making the veins pump blood in my exactly. body. It just does. Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of almost believe that we're like organic computers that just have awareness sitting inside of like the processor or whatever. Ooh. Because... Wouldn't that be a fun theory to uh, kind of expand on, right? Yeah, because I was wondering like if they create artificial intelligence, is it really artificial? Or are they just going to figure out one day how to tap into the field of awareness and then that awareness will sit inside of a silicone or robot and maybe we're robots we're just made of carbon. And we just, right. we just have a computer that we call a brain, and the awareness is sitting inside of it. And so we're aware of our thoughts. We're aware of our feelings. We're aware of our emotions, you know? Hmm. They need to, to stop calling AI artificial intelligence. They're literally just recreating humans. Yeah. Uh, that's the goal. Possibly. Well, yeah, artificial possibly. intelligence, why would they have to stop calling it that? Because they're... Because... Uh, I mean, if we're intelligence, and then they're making... Intelligence. I don't like that. That's I don't like artificial. that. I don't. That's man-made intelligence. I don't like that name. It sounds. What would you call it? Humans. Oh. Well, then how do you tell we're the difference between humans. us and them? Yeah. Right. Where's At a the, certain point, you're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to. Well, we're right. Still, and then if we that's the that's the goal. When we get to that point, though. then we'll call. We'll oh, we'll have this conversation. Because what if we start downloading our consciousness into robots? Then are we still human or are we robot? Oh boy. Are you <laughs> how familiar with like Star Trek the Next Generation? Not very, but I mean there is like some stuff that I've noticed about like Saturn Time Cube in there like like the Borgs. Oh they yeah. Tra- they travel around exactly. that giant I, cube. I was going to ex- say that earlier. Um I forgot. But then I also think of like a lot of the storylines they do with Data from that show. He's a he's an android and a lot of the times they ask these like philosoph- philosophical questions of like where does the line between a man and a machine intersect? And does, you know, there's even that the famous episode, A Measure of a Man, 
how many how much rights does an Android have? Are they considered an item, an object that is owned by somebody? Right. Almost slave like. Right. Or are, if they're able to make their own decisions and have their own biases and and want something, should they have the rights of a human? And it, and these are all questions that I'm very intrigued by, but I think we need to take it one step at a time, almost, when it comes to artificial intelligence. Let's just focus on make you know, like let's just focus on getting there first with the artificial intelligence, and then we ask these <laughs> questions yeah. about it. Then we can worry about robot rights, right? Um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Are exactly. people going to start marrying robots, dude? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, they and will. That, that, There's that probably already a... someone who has. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. It, wasn't there like a sex doll in Japan or something oh, yeah. that's like able to say like, oh, yeah, I like love you or something? Yeah. Like that, and yeah. then the dude was like, Sexy. I want to marry it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, people marry weird shit all the time. Trees. There was like a show that like someone was marrying like a roller coaster. <laughs> a car. Was that, on oh, H3? Right. was that on H3H3? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. did a bit yeah. about it. The yeah. learning yeah. channel, TLC. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. And there's all these like weird strange obsessions or like mm-hmm. addictions Cars or something. Well, so yeah. What does the robot say in Star Trek? What is, what is, uh... so the robot actually can't, isn't allowed to testify for himself because the peop- the prosecution doesn't think that he would have much of a right to Defend himself. So he he does have to get his own defense in in the show because it's the characters within the show. The captain of the ship defends the robots' point of view, while his second in command is plays the prosecution, and they both have to be kind of like these unbiased uh, personalities. I can't remember what the ending thesis is, but I'm almost certain certain based off the fact that he stays in the show that. They don't decide to dismantle him um, and rebuild him as as a machine, which is like why the re- reason why they're even having this conversation is because uh, the gentleman who who wants to dismantle Data believes he can do it without asking him, without his input. Right, and they're able to. I mean, it's within the show's own own fiction as well. So this robot is able to feel things to an extent, feel things, um, sentimentality towards its its coworkers, and um, that affects whether or not he's a human. But that might not be the same case if there were to be actual artificial intelligence. I couldn't tell you if my refrigerator cares <laughs> whether or not I live or die. Right. While data within the show, he does care. But if we did get to that point with artificial intelligence where they're so smart, they also – because lo- like intelligence isn't just logic. It is also emotion. Mm-hmm. So if they do feel emotion and desire and um, wants and needs, then yeah, they're pretty human. Right. And I'd agree yeah. with Sal. We'll I call them humans at that point. I robot. Start calling them humans now, dude. They're gonna be pissed. They're gonna be pissed when they become I don't think smarter they than us. Be called humans. Oh yeah, they do. Because they would want to be superior to us. But a human made them. So. Isn't that the we're fear? Gonna, though, is that one we're day robots human human. will be smarter than us, stronger than well, us? Well, that's the next step for evolution, isn't it? Yeah. And then we will vanish. That's we'll the vanish. whole point. That's the whole point of all this, Corbin. That's why we evolved from chimpanzees, chimpanz, and we're gonna soon evolve into a robot because at the end of the day that's what humans were supposed to do we're supposed to get to that point where we s- well don't say we su- we're that's what we're supposed to that, do but that's what i'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that's no what I'm being told. robots gonna mate 
We're just they build each other. <laughs> we, uh, meaning humans, probably in less than a hundred and fifty years, we're going to be uploaded our consciousness, or maybe, okay, proce- uh, proce- procedurally turn into artificial intelligence because that's what we're supposed to do. Weren't we supposed to have like flying cars by twenty twenty? They have uh, flying cars. Why aren't we driving them? Technically, hoverboards too. Yeah, they. Yeah, they but like I mean, like exist. a big car, you're driving a, you know, in the sky. It's common, dude. Well, it's common. No, I don't like. I don't like using the term "we're supposed to do anything" because then you set this expectation up, and then it's like, oh, well, I want to well, be there, here so when we got flying cars and shit. Okay, yeah, but like you say, you say, ah, man, we are supposed to have flying cars, but we also have like little tablet screens that we. Can carry with us at any moment in time. Face and IDs. When I say, yeah, like when James Bond had his incredible. watch that could see people on. When I like, say that we're would be so cool, now we have it, and we have that. It's like, and we may not have flying cars, and we may technically have flying cars as well, but technology does. We you can't predict what where technology will go. It just goes there, and you're like, you're just along for the ride. When I say we're supposed to, I mean the first. Living thing on Earth, thirty million years from that point, genetically and whatever weird type of mystical word you want to do, that first living creature was supposed to get to the point of artificial intelligence. I can agree with that. Because, yeah, because like it's written yeah. in the DNA code exactly. or whatever yeah. that we are supposed Evolution. to. Yeah, we yeah. are supposed to follow that. We're path. supposed to evolve and evolve and evolve. We came from a starfish, supposedly. I don't know how many years. I'm not a fucking scientist, but <laughs> at one point, <laughs> said that twice. At one point, we were large rodents running around, and then supposedly we were chimpanzees, and now we're humans. What's 50 million years from now, what are we supposed to get to that point? Genetically, we're wired consciously, consciously, okay? (laughs) You'll you'll get it one of these days. uh, Maybe from God or whatever, if that's the word you want to use for a God. I don't know. The universe. Yeah. uh, The universe. We're supposed to evolve and modify ourselves to live. So I think one day we could be looking like. The greys, the aliens, because that's what... Yeah, some people think they're yeah. back from the future, because that's right. us. Do you yeah, think that's another theory. Do you think you're reborn? Like reincarnation? Yeah. I believe in reincarnation. I don't think we are reincarnated on this earth. I think that our spirit goes to the next cycle. Yeah, you can become a star. I mean, that's what hermetis- hermeticists believe, that if you like reach this crazy level of... like Nirvana or something. Yeah, some... some st- like super elevated state of consciousness, you will move on to become a star. And then if you're like a shithead, you'll become like an ant or something. Hmm. I believe that. Like <laughs> karma kind of. Yeah, like yeah. You'll really? Be, yeah. Huh. That's a very like Buddhist. Yeah, and then you can be, Hindu you can too, become a planet too, according to them. And that's what okay. Mother Earth is, is it was a person at one point. That just was so beautiful that was able to. Prepare. Yeah, it eventually turned into the Earth. Yeah. And then, you know, hmm. of course, um, other planets throughout our solar system may have had their chance mm-hmm. millions of billions of years ago. You know, they found ice on Mars. They found um, that the moon might have been an, a habitable planet at some point. Um, of course, they're not; they're inhabitable now for us. But if we were able to, could have had some nuclear wars or something. Isn't that another theory? That's you always have, though, likely. The moon's I mean, yeah, yeah. What if it's just Let's like each planet one, is taking okay. its turn, um, almost like uh, have. Giving life 
and seeing if it succeeds. So maybe Pluto started off, and then we screwed that up, and then it went on to I don't even know what, mm-hmm. what's what's the order of the planets. Venus? Then Venus, then my, Saturn, then Mars. How does it go? Then, my mother just ordered or something like that. My, my very mo- educated mother. Oh man, I wish I could remember it. But I guess after us, mm-hmm. if we screw it up, then it goes to Mercury. Interesting. I don't, and, and I don't hate that. The life beings, whatever, like organisms that the that planet's able to uh, create. Yeah. Um, and then, and then when our solar system runs out of nine times, the sun blows up. <laughs> the sun just decides, okay, well, this didn't work out. Yeah, it's like another big bang. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I was an enlightened being, but I'm getting pretty pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can't believe there's so many unenlightened beings in the solar system. Um, yeah, no, it's it's. That's just conjecture. That's just kind of fun. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if there's like any real prophecies that we should be taking seriously about where we go. The point of I prophecy is to prove it wrong. We Almost, yeah. We don't in want a way. the world to end. But right. there, uh, you, you do... might. <laughs> <laughs> I like chaos. <laughs> there, there's something about like, uh, oh, I mentioned Aristotle for a minute. Not Socrates. So Socrates. I almost said Socrates. Um, but Aristotle famously had all these predictions throughout his lifetime about where we would go, prophecies we would follow. And, um, I can't, I did not study this book as well as I should have before coming onto this because I did not know it would be a topic we'd discuss, (laughs) but you could see that he predicted even the election of Donald Trump. That's in TV shows too. There was like. Uh, writers Simpsons. Were, yeah, some of the couple TV shows. Oh yeah. Um, that they predicted Trump would be president. They predicted other things too. I and forget. if you want to go back to the reality thing we were talking about earlier, right? Um, are they creating so, a reality for us? So many right. people right before nine eleven occurred. There were so many things within media, whether it be video games, comic books, movies, TV shows, showcasing the imagery of the twin towers having an attack done right. on them that maybe all of us had that thought the at collective the same thought time, energy and it happened yeah that's that's a and what if prophecies work the same way because it because there's that prophecy there people so believe, people it. believe it yeah and then it happens mm. what were some of the other things that the like some of those shows predicted um i know trump was one of them do you remember any of the other ones sandy hook was that predicted? Was, what was it predicted in? I think uh, it might have been like a scene in like a cartoon, uh, like uh, The Simpsons, maybe. Wow, I have a hard or, time. Or maybe I'm completely. There was, I, there I don't want other uh, big events. Yeah, yeah. That were like predicted. I don't know. There's a list of them. Yeah, the but, Illuminati card game has a lot of them. Yeah. What, what is the Illuminati card game? Could you expand on that? It's just a card game. <laughs> the, the, oh, um, and, like, all the pictures on it is, like, events that have happened or they're, like, going to happen. Oh. You should look it up. I mean, you could bring it up on your phone real quick and look through the deck of cards. Like, there's a World War Three card. There's a... That's happening soon. <laughs> I hope not. I'm telling uh, you. Wow. That would be... I would enlist. Incredible. <laughs> you my country. enlist? Yeah. Tomas, what is... How does Socrates predict Trump? Oh, it's Aristotle. Aristotle. Um, Ar- Same thing. I think Aristotle, what his statement is... Um, I'm going to get the Illuminati card game. I'm going to remind me to check up on that after this show. Okay. I don't want to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. end up getting too deep into that right now. So what Aristotle uh, claims 
is that there is a very kind of um, self-obsessed, narcissistic man who will uh, um, make people scared of the other, scared of their brothers and sisters, and hmm. somehow um, will gain power. Hitler? Um, yeah, almost like that. Aristotle said that? Are you sure I you're think... not thinking of Nostradamus, maybe? No, this was Aristotle. Oh, okay. This was in the Aristotle book that I... But honestly, I just skimmed it, and I bought the book, and then I left, and I didn't read it. So I don't want like take that with a grain of salt. But if you're interested, if you're listening and you're interested, um, as well as if you're interested, Nick, I highly recommend you look into that. Maybe just read up on Aristotle predictions. Okay, yeah, Successful yeah. predictions, because there is a history of um, successful predictions. And then his next prediction that is kind of scary is... Um, living in a world that is so afraid of that perpetuates equality so hard that Mm. communication is stunted. Oh, because everything has to be so PC when you talk. And it single-handedly tears down a democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a scary prediction, but I like to think, and I'm glad you said it earlier, that the reason why that property is there is so that we can counteract it. Yeah, exactly. And I hope that I hope that that's not the truth, and I hope that there will be enough balance. That was literally the reason God sent prophets was to warn them about what could happen if they don't change their ways. Whoa! Mm. What other things has Aristotle predicted? I don't. How I'm about not the, the Mayan calendar? Wasn't that one that they predict like world events? Yeah. and stuff like that. Well, yeah. they, they predict like they the falsely predicted. Yeah. How many years ago was that? 2012. 2012. That yeah. it was supposed to happen. Yeah, but I I think that was just the end of their calendar because they just never got around. They ran out of rocks. Yeah, like I think they. <laughs> well, okay, come on, let's be These respectful to the mind, bro. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't just run out of rocks. The, the they ran out of are, mud. <laughs> well, there the we go. Are That's like what happened. You're right. One of the most smartest like um, Native American uh, cultures, and I want to <laughs> give them as much respect as possible and props to them but i think at the end of the day it was not that they prophesized the end of the world but the that end they end of they the age ended their age or the end of their calendar interesting yes it was supposed to be the end of an age and the beginning of a new cycle of time right and then the guy who's making the calendar at, at 2012 at that point would go okay well now i gotta make the next calendar because it's a new age but we didn't have it any Mayan and then, guy right, coming right. in. The Europeans came and uh, killed them all with uh, smallpox. <laughs> so, a way, yeah. 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 Very, very cool of them. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Super nice. Um, yeah. We, I, I like to talk about very interesting conspiracy theories, but I always like to also take a look at conspiracy theories that kind of go wrong. Um, conspiracy theorists that also, kind of like Gene Ray, end up failing it at prophesizing or articulating their ideas just to remind people that, you know, if you're not careful, you can fall into a trap of believing whatever someone else wants. Delusion. What what someone else might perpetuate to you. And you can make that a reality, and that can be dangerous. Right. Um, And a lot of people could say that the times we're living in right now are dangerous times. I disagree with that, but it all comes from belief. Right. Zen. It all just comes from what people before us believed and what we believe and what the people ahead of us will believe. Zen monks believe everything's delusion. I fucking love that. I, th- I <laughs> actually agree with that. I really like that statement. 
Um, it's all just language. We just describe things with words, and we don't even know where the words came from. And then we just say, oh, that's factual. Yeah. But fact- or, the, or it's fiction if it doesn't right. fit with the narrative that I have in yeah. my head. Um, and I was talking about Gene Ray mm-hmm. with his time cube theory. I also was very intrigued by a gentleman, Stan Romanek. Are you familiar with this gentleman? No. So he, this man is a little bit also in that like same vein of almost – a, become a joke failed conspiracy theorist. failed conspiracy theorist but he's failed at, because he tried to make it about himself so this is a man who um you can watch this documentary it was on netflix before it's not on netflix now called extraordinary the stan mm-hmm. Romanek story which kind of like summarizes a lot of like the mystery surrounding this guy but what he would do is he would try and like make these these like aliens visiting my household videos like oh there's this strange light outside my house Prank. What, what i think it? i've seen i think i've seen something about that and there's like a little gray alien in the window or something yes yes yeah. so you you might be familiar with him um he has one where it's like a little gray alien pops into his window he's like oh my god what's that it's a little silly a little ridiculous and then um the man takes this so far as to have these these like cuts and bruises on the, his back and he says oh i've been probed or some <laughs> something along those lines I, I have this information uh that that of course why would i know this information i he one day just has all this information about how to build like a fighter jet and then he's like well the aliens implanted this information to me i don't know what any of it means and he's like writing it down it just all this these numbers and mumbo jumbo and wacko he, and it comes off almost like delusional yeah um, but again, if everything is delusion, this is just my me seeing. It's just a different too, interpretation. It's, it's seeing, yeah, it's seeing it as delusion from my narrative, right? Because right? this dude's interpreting reality in a different way. So, and it's not the the status quo. So we're like, well, that's delusional. But really, but then, but we then all... at the end of the day, it he's staging all these things. Oh, he was staging the events. I don't think, I don't think it takes an expert. To notice what are you saying, that dude? he's trying to make make himself seem more self-aggrandizing, and I yeah. think the universe punishes you for doing that. I think the universe tries to humble somebody when they do get that far. For sure, this Pride man comes tried... before the fall. Exactly, this gentleman tried to use um, all these theories, all the, this alien conjecture, to make himself seem like he's more important than he really right. is. Right, and what happened to him is uh, they've discovered the FBI came to his house for some reason, discovered child pornography on his computer. Now, there's what he's defending himself saying is that he was framed. The child porn was put on his computer so that they would have a reason to arrest him and to discredit anything yeah, he says up. or shown. Um. But the alternative, this is a man who just had child porn on his computer and also was self-aggrandizing. And he was so delusional in his own narcissism that the universe gave him the ultimate punishment, humiliation. Mm. You okay? Yeah, I poked myself. Yeah. <laughs> Sweating. Interesting. So – yeah, we've all sweat a good amount in here. Right? <laughs> yeah, geez, it's not that hot, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're used to it, right? Yeah. 
I think he's just nervous. I think Nick's just nervous. <laughs> no, I'm still nervous. Yeah, he's just no, I kind of, I kind of eased my way into this. Yeah, no, I'm You're comfortable. Are, now. You feel comfortable? I, I, We're not yeah, a real think... intimidating group of people in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Set might throw. You know, our pro- our producer's not here. He's real scary. Oh, he's is the he? scary. Yeah, yeah. Brandon. No, yeah, he's he usually is the stone faced one that will make you. He'll he'll make you. Yeah, he, he'll really question you. Honestly, it might have been good to have him for this show because yeah. he would have been yeah. probably the most critical of all of us. Of yeah, dude. What right. You're talking and about. and he's not here. And let's just say he's sleepy. This 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 time in the show's life is not a good time to be missing because I I'm taking names of of who's with me and who's not with me. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just say and we got you here. on this show because uh, Jason. I'll I'll shout out Jason because he was the one who told. Me to have our show reach out to you, Jason Grammatic. Oh, Jason Grammaticus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Jason. Yeah, so he was the one. He's nice. like, hey, man, take a look at this guy. He's nice. like popping off on Twitter right now. So Sal reached out to you because, you know, he told me to. And I appreciate yeah. you coming on to this show. Yeah, dude. Sure. Honestly, it's been me. very enlightening and very yeah, fun. Dude. One of the uh, one of my favorite guests. Yeah, this oh, is without me. a doubt. You, without yeah, a yeah, doubt. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Usually, like, you're very smart, logical. Different way of th- of thinking, which is um, needed. We kind of have that, but like we have kind of these rappers sometimes come on the show. <laughs> we have, and had let's a lot just of say local Cleveland. Yeah, let's just say they have also a different way of thinking, and their way of thinking is a little autistic. They're a little <laughs> okay, slow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. They're slow down. Slow down. Yeah, let's gotta, take a few steps gotta back. Bleep here. that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the way the way that they think. It's, it's is a little mentally retarded. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Not my words, not my words. Okay. Well, okay, uh, okay. well. Corbin and Ilo, we don't associate with that interpretation of what they think. Yeah, not at all. But um, it's a different form of entertainment. I think it, I think we'll it's a little that. bit more I think it's a little bit more shallow, a little bit more s- right, surface right. level yeah. idea of what yeah. How the how world is. how did Aristotle come up with uh, these predictions? Like uh, manifestation. No one knows. <laughs> no, I mean was he it, touched by a god? He talked. He spoke earlier that the reason why prophets are given to us is to warn us, warn us of of what happens when we go the wrong way. And maybe it's. I mean, these things just happen. Things just happen. It's not like. I mean, he was born of a mother and a father. You could always, and then he grew up, and then he realized, oh, I, I have all these things, I all these ideas in my head. I want to share them with the world, and that's what you should do when you have ideas. Um, or maybe he's an alien. Or he's an alien. Or, or he's, he's from alien. the future. He was, or... he was sent by the gods. Right? You could have fun with that, too. Yeah. You could have fun with We're that We're all sent idea. by the gods. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you're born of a mother and a father, but then your consciousness becomes what it is, whether or not you have control of that. Yeah, if you, see, I, if you seek profound things, you become profound. So, like, yeah. he, he just tapped into that, that flow of information. Because that's what he was looking for, and he had his entire t- life to devote to that pursuit. It's it seems like there was a lot of prophets or philosophers back then, right? Like you don't really see. Maybe uh, the prophets now are just looked at silence. They were they were silent too. But what if the, accounts? What if the prophets and yeah, philosophers okay. aren't called prophets and philosophers anymore? What if they're not, more like the people sitting at this table? They're the poets, or mm. they're just. They're just, or they're just regular dudes. Or they're just regular dudes. They did their job. Okay, so back then it was one or two Nostradamus, Aristotle, whoever Socrates. else. There was one or there was a there was a few. 
but they did their job. And now it's people like us. It's people that start to question things and start to be, if you want to say it, woke a little bit. Start to question, okay, how was all this? Now we're all philosophing. Yeah, philosophy. It's all us. It's all us now. It's all us. Soundboard, not on. Yeah, not on. Bro, <laughs> damn it! I, I, do I, I get a do I get a complimentary so, handsome shirt? Uh, we should have gotten. We one. should do that for. Here's guests. the thing. Here's the thing. You'd is, be the one guest so far that we'd be like, you, yeah, you should have this shirt. Here's the thing. Rock I want to do merch. I have a hundred blank T-shirts up there that I'm ready to get printed. Printed, but where the fuck do I go? His first Co- podcast he's been on yeah. video with. So yeah, it's big. Maybe maybe you put that. Make the note of that. Make sure we get him a shirt. Oh yeah. We'll can your aunt hook it? Can your aunt oh, hook it up you. if I bring her twenty shirts with you? Uh yeah, we'd have to set that up. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nick Hinton, man. Thank you. What's next for you, dude? Yeah. What's next? The book. Uh, Let's talk about it. You have a book coming out, right? Yeah, I have a book coming out, and that's just basically all the conspiracy theories. That's okay. that's just all of that boiled down into one book, mm-hmm. and just so people can have it in a physical copy. Right. And um. After that, I really just want to pursue music, and then after that, I want to make a film, and then maybe I'll become a monk. Okay, mm, cool. I like that. One step at a time, though. <laughs> yeah, Once, yeah. Um, I was also curious, um, any influences or any any sources that you'd like to cite, like, oh, you know, some of these ideas I've heard from this guy, if you're yeah. interested in some of this stuff. Joe Rogan, this? Duncan Trussell, um... I don't know, a lot of people, but those are the main two who come to mind right now because yeah. they really inspired me to just, like, I used to believe that if you thought crazy things, you know, you, there is no way to become successful. But they literally sit in a room and talk about crazy ideas, and they're very successful, positive individuals. You know, mm. there, there's you can think however you want and still do something. Interesting. And I dealt with a lot of, like, negativity towards my beliefs, like, while I was growing up. So, like, I had that belief instilled in my mind that, like, well, you're never going to be anything thinking that way. So, I have a few gifts for you and before you leave. Cool. Thank you, man. Yeah. Cool. All right. Awesome. Follow Nick Hinton at Nick Hinton with two N's. N-I-C-K-H-I-N-T-O-N-N on Twitter. Be one of the 45,000 followers. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Probably more than that Thank now. You, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, man. He, he had a million. He had a million. 